ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ಭಾಗವತಾರವರಿಷ್ಟಾಯಾಮಕೃಷ್ಣಾಯಮಂಗಲಂ So we are we are on volume 28 all right 28 actually 29th one of them didn't get recorded and in, in the in the series it's 28 this is our 29th talk on on the on our um increasingly misnamed two volume two talks on kali puja introduction to kali puja um and last week we were discussing the uh the uh the prana pratisthana the establishing after doing the internal worship within the heart establishing the deity within the heart um and visualizing the the worship mentally uh, in the different forms of that can be done then the uh, then the the process by which and the science and the philosophy and theory behind then bringing that prana the prana of the deity the life of the deity and putting it placing it as if or actually in the image both we talked about the different ways that could be understood into the into the image transferring it through mudra mantra prana and 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 um and through the medium of the flower remember and then placing it at the feet at the heart of the deity of the picture in the center of a yantra top of a shivalingam on top of the ghat the water pot like that <clears throat> and you can see this very long complicated fairly complicated i mean it can be as it doesn't have to be complicated but our method we described is a complicated method where the identity the identity of the goddess the conscious i mean to to awaken the the goddess's consciousness within our own consciousness or our consciousness within the other goddess's consciousness and then like literally being able to worship her outside it's not just figuratively partly it's figuratively also that's okay i mean we don't mind that language but it's not tantra as a new that language it's literally the divine mother then is it the deity is entreated non different from the absolute right i was read some shivananda he has a small book on all about hinduism it's like actually a very good some shivananda mishikesh <coughs> so a, it has its own charm for sure right it's not an apologetic book <laughs> from the we talked last week about the uh, what is it the western gaze not not doesn't have doesn't have a western gaze it's a can be a very bold book but something but he mentioned so you can have a little like a little tiny shalagram this big right or a little tiny crude statue of narayan right right and then what you do you put it there and then you chant purusha shukta 
describes he had thousands of heads and thousands of arms and eyes to see everywhere. He's a cosmic being that gets sacrificed beginning of time out just like to a little statue this big. Right? You know, so that's it's it's not it's like that step that little statue, that little tiny thing, this or sometimes a very big statue, is like it's conceived the infinite is worshipped. It's worshipped as the infinite is the infinite, you know. So it's very uh, significant. And we mentioned last, I don't have my notes from last week, but uh, different ways of looking at it, of, like, of uh, uh, establishing our attention or invoking uh, as, as her as a, uh, recognizing the image the, or the, uh, as, a, as a symbol, all these type of things, but or actually just actually, or manifesting what's already there, these different things. And I, was, I had some things to read, I never got to them, so I'm going to back up a little bit before I, and take a few steps and jump to the next section. Only because I think it's it's most people haven't re- heard the style of um of of uh, 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 Sir John Woodruff, Arthur Avalon. He has his own style of his 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 way of arguing for tantra for the tantric worldview in the light of the modern worldview. <clears throat> Just one section I really wanted to read. Let me find it here. First, a little reading of, of some sources. Those who call it, those who call the Arya society idolatrous, not idolatrous, 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 idolatrous is different. <laughs> when you have, sorry, I'm my in my Mexican Spanish. I always joke I have a American teeth and a Mexican tongue, so they don't always match. <laughs> so I've I learned the words in our family. The, the words they were the same word. Boy, my parents. So I've, these words have never become fully. Id- idolatrous, not I. No. Idolatry. Yeah, idolatry yes. means idolatrous. No, I mean, I mean, it's also so. I mean, you know what I mean. The worship of idols, not the cheating on your on on your spouse. So it's different. <laughs> so some consider it to be the same type of crime. Some in the Bible, they're listed right next to each other, right, as equally horrible. Right. It's a very strange uh, prejudice to have. To, but anyways, we won't. Uh, the, uh, uh, on, on the ground that it sh- uh, uh, and who ridicule it on, the, on, on these grounds should now open the door of their hearts and dispelling the darkness of their eyes consider whether the children of the Arya race who are as it were tens, in a mil- tens of millions of, uh, uh, of Kohinoors adorning the heads of the community of worshippers in the three worlds really worship a Devi made of earth or a Devi whose substance is consciousness. We started, we talked about this. Even Sri Ramakrishna's, one of his opening conversations, second conversation was, was M. One of the things he, he challenged is, is his idea that it's, what is it? Mati Pratima, right? An image of mud. And M is saying you shouldn't worship him. You should know that you're not worshiping an image of mud, you're worshiping God. You know. So Takwar didn't like this idea, that it's not image of mud, not, not Mati, it's Chinmayi. Right? Chin, and actually, I was trying to remember how Swami Chaitan, Swami Ambikananda worked. He worked many months just on this one word, Chinmayi Pratima. Chinmayi means full of consciousness, right? Like Anandamayi means full of bliss, right? But Chinmayi means exactly, but this ending is like a Chinmayi. So he's not here. If he was here, he could explain the. It's it's in Bengali. It's added for emphasis, right? So it's like like consciousness. It's like it's. 
it's it's a it's of consciousness herself right so it's not just con- it's not just consciousness consciousness herself so it's an interesting there's a little slight important it's not slight it's a huge theologically important point that 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 uh, it doesn't put like kali and the deities like other oh, aspects of consciousness right consciousness is is or one of her it's her guna not you know I'm talking about that like consciousness is one of her qualities she's not one of the qualities of con- one something within consciousness right another thing he was like this other term that Tucker is using he says anandamoyi uh, ichamoyi uh, was the other one Brahmamoyi and was the third there was a fourth one I forget do you remember somebody's mentioned mm-hmm. there's anandamoyi ich- like oh she's anandamoyi means she's blissful full of bliss right and just an easy way to say and she's um Nandamoy, she's Ichamoy. Lilamoy, also Lilamoy. Ichamoy means she's willful, full of will. I mean, she does what she wants, right? And then Lilamoy, uh, she's full of play, expression. You know, like, so she's playful. We could say that the same thing. But he also, then he says the same line. He said, here he says, Chinmayi, Chinmoy, Chaitanyamoy, Chaitanyamoy, she's full of consciousness. Or Brahmamoy. She's full of Brahman. She can't say Brahman, you know, blissful, playful, willful, Brahmanful. That's a weird, <laughs> right? But there's a there's a difference because the way it's being used, and M makes a point we did, we were discussing and discovering the last few days. Um, he goes out of his way to point point this out that that and even here I think even under here he uses Brahmamoy, Mother Brahmamoy, in the footnote says Brahman itself, not like like uh, uh, like Brahman is one of Ma's qualities. Right, and she's full of that quality. It's like she is the thing itself, right? And so when you say when something's you're full of something, it's another another way of saying rather than I'm, I have it within me, I can. She's a container of it. She's a container of consciousness. She contain. It means she's a, she's larger than consciousness. She's larger than Brahman. She's larger than bliss. All these things are her gunas. And she's not a symbol, a lower symbol of these absolute principles. These absolute principles are just aspects of her. She encompasses all these things. Anyway, this is this is the point. Um, what is the need of mantras, yantras, yoga, meditation, concentration, and so forth? If the worship of Devi, if in the worship of Devi made of earth, why all these things? If it's just a, a statue of earth and not actually her, you don't need to. You don't need to bathe her. You don't need to do these things, right? If the earthen image be the Devi, why invoke into into this? If the earthen image be the Devi, if the statue is God. And not God, I mean, in the larger principle, uh, why, uh, why establish life in it again? And who in the world is such a fool as to invoke earth into earth? Moreover, if gurus, after thorough, invest- thorough investigation into the things of the visible world, and who are unequaled in their power of dis- to display the principles of spiritual life, have egregiously blundered in not recognizing that earth is earth, who is there in the world who can rectify such a blunder? But we say they are real, they, they, that they realize it to be the mother and not earth. This is the goddess herself, the divine mother. They made themselves and the earth blessed by bringing the mother into earth and by themselves seeing and then displaying to others the presence of Brahma Moi in every molecule and atom of the Brahmanda, of this cosmic egg, which is the uni- name for the universe. It is therefore with a heart rent with sorrow that we say 
that it is the descendants of these very men who, though through the influence of the pernicious system of non-Aryan education, Western education, have lost all spiritual insight and are themselves ruined by their thought that brother that mother Brahmamoyi manifests out manifest out of the grace to devotees and established in the form which she has assumed out of favor to sadhakas is not the mother but mere earth. The lot you can see he's he, he's tangled. That's why he's not super popular anymore. <laughs> Even during when books came out, he wasn't super popular. But you have to have a little patience and the old way of writing. How can those who are engrossed in play with earth understand the play of mother? O mother of the world, what trouble thou bringest on thy children? Even if, on account of this trouble, we are unable to understand the truth concerning her by our own independent effort, we have surely the privilege to understand the account which she has given of herself in the form of the Shastras and the scriptures. But of this, but of this privilege, also, we are almost deprived through our ill fortune, through want of instruction from competent gurus, and by the force and of the force of sadhana, we have lost a privilege to understand her commands, even while seeming to understand them. O follow, O follower of the idol theory, how ridiculous it is for you to call the devata's image an idol. The devi's substance is eternal consciousness appearing in her earthen form. Consciousness appearing as earth. In her eyes, infinite crores of living forms, a crore is 100 million or 10 million, 10 million, infinite groups of 10 million living forms, such as you, are as dolls that have no account. Know it for certain that to think of her as an idol is not the effect of an auspicious glance from her. I love this. Like to think of her that she is an idol is not the sign of her grace. <laughs> for usually we think, oh, we're very enlightened. By, by the by mother's grace, we've been enlightened by a modern, modern, by modern perspective. Even if you find it difficult to understand such things as devotion, piety, knowledge, or faith, you too recognize with bowed heads the shakti of things. With what heart then do you disbelieve the appearance through the operation of mantra shakti, of a superworldly superworldly shakti unseen by the senses and mind of men such as you and I? Anyways, this is you get a little. I want to give a little bit of the flavor of the this old style. He was a, a defense of of a of a traditional view. Of course, he could also be critiqued because he was a Westerner, looking, doing research on on early text, right? A very fascinating personality. If you know his story, I think he was was he German? I think he would have been German. I think he was German, and um, um, I should know more, but I think he was German, and he was a judge the British government and he was in a certain sense assigned some translation work in, in, uh, of, of this, what, some of the native texts right but then he fell in love with them and, and got initiated by proper gurus in the tradition and became a sadhak in these things but anyways I just wanted to give a little bit of flavor before moving through. we're not, not going to return to this probably ever so <laughs> there's more the whole thing actually from from this page on, it's all just wonderful descriptions, and I strongly suggest this is from Principles of Tantra at the very end of Volume 2, if you have it at home, or look for it online. You can read it online. I was reading, really, from page like 505 on, it gets really, that's his defense. Actually, next couple pages, he really holds it. So anyway, so the next part, so this is the, uh, uh, um, when we, 
the kind of the esoteric science of of of, of invoking uh, the devata, the, the conscious entity, the supreme entity, into uh, into the image, to in front of the one who's in within us, one who's everywhere, hidden, who's realized internally and recognized internally, is then projected or invited or invoked, we use that language, established, we use this, we use this language. Be careful because we're not establishing her. We're, we're not her boss, <laughs> right? We're inviting her, but that language is there, you know. If I please, please come and sit down. I'm, uh, you could say, I've seated you, but it's your, I'm simply inviting you and you, it's just the language is there. You have to be careful not to. I remember one time I made a comment like, oh, uh, you can, they could install the deity. So no, you can't install the deity. I got chastised that this language is wrong. You can't install the deity. We invite the deity. And just say, oh, did you take initiation? You can't take initiation. It's only given to you. You know, it's like it's sometimes it's just too sharp on the on the language. You know, I understand the point. There have to be sometimes we use the language not carefully, but it can be too much. But but it's a whole. But 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 we we're inviting her. We created an environment for her to manifest. We're, and so the the next thing once we've established, invited, established the and put her prana there. Right, Yaparami Guru, may this be supreme, may this be the supreme. Then what we do, immediately we start treating her, treating the image as if it's literally her. Right? Not symbolic, it's like literally. So, what do you do when somebody first comes? It's like, Jai, you've come, right? And so then you start treating them as if, like, so who's come? Right? And so the tradition, this is called uh, um, upasana, of worship. Right? Actually, upasana, you know, we have this word vipassana, right? I remember Baba Haridas in the, up in the, at the Madonna Center. They have this retreat, their annual Upasana retreat. And so you have to be really careful because it may not be what you think. It's like a Vipassana retreat. You don't chant. You take off all your beads. Is there a watch to pressure? I mean, you know, this, I, want to, I won't I'll probably end up um, caricaturing the system. So be careful not that I don't have much knowledge of it, but of the system, right? It's not that. It's Upasana retreat, the method of worship. Right, so it's about bhakti, about mantras and mudras and yantras and and how to print. You know, that's like we've been doing. This is our upasana class in a certain sense, how to do the worship or what's the nature of the worship. And upasana, just like the word upanishad, right, comes from the word coming from a word to um, means to sit near, right. So upasana, the worship of God. Interesting. We have so many ideas of worship. Last last week we talked about different ideas of what worship meant, um, but upasana gives a lot of clues means to sit near to be close to somebody right to, to, to be near them right and so it's like like Upanishad is sitting near the guru you sit near the guru and that's the way the teachings are uh, given type of satsang so pasana is being near God so that's the thing is when you've um, like if she's you and everything you're not near her she's just by herself <laughs> right you know like either we, you know we don't we don't realize her so she's non-existent and if we're identical with her, then then it's only her, right? So this play of duality is to be, you want to be near, you want to love somebody, you need a, a sense of separateness, but being near means not so separate, being connected, right? So it's not, it's not, it's not the same, like, like in, we use the word yoga, right? And yoga means often, often of course, we know in the, in the, in the yoga sutra it has its own definition, Right, but the word yoga usually means union. Right, it comes from this word. Right, but what's the goal? What's the goal of? What's the classically defined goal of yoga in, of the Yoga Sutra? Kavalyam, which is like aloneness, almost singularity. It's a different type of. Of course, it may be describing 
through negative and positive language the same spiritual or similar spiritual state like we're not going to discuss like that but this is not kavalyam either right this is not this is not you don't just alone in the supreme self the supreme self alone with the supreme self this is you this is uh, com- commun- a better word is communion i think right communion is it's connection union connection community all these different friendship intimacy or uh, uh, so that's this is a sitting near right and so what you do you establish i mean she's not just she's like right to the pujari she's like within literally within hand's reach you can actually breathe and breathe. you can't go further in your breath that you can go your breath he's right here right which means she's right here you know what you know it's a very intimate thing and so how do you treat her when when you've invited her the one to be manifested and then the one to be manifested near you right so that you can you can express your devotion your love affection uh, these intimate the most intimate of, of expressions right how do you do that what do you do with that so sometimes if you imagine that like, even with our with a close friend or a family member right or romantic or romantic connection and there's some it becomes you don't know what to, you get overwhelmed you don't know what to say you like look at each other oddly you know <laughs> you know it's like it's we don't know we don't have the language especially with, imagine with things that are completely overwhelming Right in the in the Devi in the Devi Bhagavatam, when the gods see the Divine Mother, right first thing they do they go into ecstasy and they start crying and they can't they can't see anything through the tears of their eyes, so what can they say? What what really what's they get overwhelmed, right? Their mind they get a little control of their mind or Ma withdraws a little bit of that experience, the shock and awe of the universal experience, right? And becomes instead she becomes she sits in front of him, right? First as an infinite pillar of light, then as the Devi is Bhubaneshwari, the fourth picture in our list there, at Bhubaneshwari Devi, right? And then they slowly, but they don't know what to say. And this happens a lot in the scriptures where the gods don't know what to say, or the sages don't know what to say. Overwhelmed, but they 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 are they all went to good they, they all they all went to good uh, Veda school, Vedic mantra school, right, or tantra school, right? And so it, and they learn mantras. They know the traditional ways of saying. So you can couch your emotions. Which we don't know. We don't know how to express. We don't even know what they are, and couched them in the words given to us by the ancients, right? So, so with it, oh, okay, like, like all of a sudden, some really important person comes, and you, go, oh, we don't know what to do. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Oh, well, first thing, have him sit down, and ask him, and get him a glass of tea, get him a glass of water. Like, oh, okay, we can do that. You can, and you can start. You have traditional etiquette to deal with things that we don't know. Otherwise, we wouldn't know what to do, right? Even with common thing, but imagine if like. A great, famous, or over, or the mo- the most wonderful person shows up. What do you do? You can sit there and cry, right? <laughs> Somebody who just sits there and cry wouldn't make a good pujari. <laughs> right? That's the problem, you know. It's the proper response, <laughs> but it, it wouldn't make a good pujari, right? So you want somebody instead to take that in, that 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 we want to instead take that and express it in ways that were given to us, revealed maybe even by her. We believe the tantras are given by Shiva. And, Conversation between Shiva and Shakti, right? She herself revealed, when I appear to you, this is how to get me to come, show up, and this is what you say when I show up, mm-hmm. right? That's called the, that's called the tant- Tantra Shastra, right? Uh, and, so it's, and so generally, the, 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 the way we do worship in a temple, uh, in the puja and the temple in general, it's, it's kind of a mixture, we may mention this before also, the mixture of the way you treat an honored guest, right? And so that's because she's, she's like, of course, she's the most intimate guest, but she's invited as if a guest. Like, even if your mom comes over, she's not a guest, she's your mom, right? But you still, oh, mom, you know, you need to use the restroom, freshen up, 
have to kind of get your cup of tea. Do you need, you know, slow, you do, and then slowly you figure out, what you, you still treat her as if a guest, right? So you treat her as a guest has re, 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 uh, come. Or in an established temple, sometimes the mood is not so much as a, as a, a guest, but as a queen or king in a court, dabar, I think they call it, right? In, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a giving audience. Right, so the temple doors open, and even the arati is done with, with wicks and wicks, whisks. These are signs of royalty, you know, and then, uh, and they're facing. So you people make their you come in front of the queen or king, and you make your case, get their blessings, you know. So sometimes it's that mood in some the temple, but generally the, the the mood of the pujari usually in the in the daily in intimate puja, maybe not the public arati's and 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 public darshans. A little is is that of of, of an honored guest. So so. In Indian culture, there is an established protocol for a guest, right? And so, these become the standards of the upachadas, upachadas, the 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 offerings, and so in this little our little kali book, little simple kali puja, it's it's called. We get there. It's called external worship bahaya puja, external puja. And then we're given the, the five, a five punch upachada puja, five item. There is also dash upachada puja, worship was 10 items. There is sodasha upachada puja, 16 items. That's considered a full puja. But actually, there's also 32 items, there's 52 items, 54 items, there's three items, there's seven items, there's 13 items, there's 64 items. There's all kinds of ways of, of analyzing from different texts, right? But the, the core of it, you're going to find it's with some variation is going to be a five item worship which is given a small book there's a ten item worship which most temples will do daily that's like the daily a little more elaborate puja and a 16 item worship which is usually considered like a like a, on a special festival like during Navaratri right now the spring Navaratri um, or you know Kali Puja Janmastami Shivaratri these are the, the full pujas larger pujas are done right and which each of the the, 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 if it's a, a five-item worship, is very simple. And therefore, the, the preparation for a five-item worship is also correspondingly simple. Right? A ten-item worship is more complicated. So the preparation for that is correspondingly more complicated. So it works kind of like that. And that's one of the reasons why you don't, people don't do a sixteen-item worship every day. Because it requires, although the six, between a five-item worship and a sixteen-item worship, the difference in the, in the actual offerings may be ten minutes. Or less depends how fast you know you do it you know <laughs> to be very simple you know right but the preparation may be the difference between twenty minutes and forty minutes or forty minutes and two hours an amavasha what's the difference between what's the between the daily puja and amavasha puja not much actually it's roughly the same puja it's a few more items of worship and a fire ceremony stuck at the end but it takes it takes three hours the daily puja doesn't take three hours and it's only it's roughly the same puja but as as it expands there's a corresponding complication. That's why we've given the simple Kali Pujas, the five item Puja. And so the five items are, are um, Ganda, Pushpa, uh, Dupa, Deepa, Naivedyam. This is a given. Maybe I'll. Here. This is from the Nibandha Tantra. And the Nibandha Tantra says Ganda Pushpa Dupa Deepa Naivedyam. These are the five Upachadas. A sadhaka should always use these five in worshipping his Ishta Devata. 
So that's the that's considered like the in a certain sense the minimum for so and you can see we do we we do we offer we spray for perfume for fragrant we offer an oil or perfume so a common thing we we usually we spray a flower with perfume and offer it or something we'll put like a, a fragrant oil or something right that's or like that and then flowers that's obvious and incense and light so these are simple but those five don't really have the flavor of inviting a guest. Right, it's like it's like sit there while I, you know, wave incense and you know, it's like it's not quite the same. It doesn't have the same flavor. The five item doesn't have that. We just hold a little uh, uh, setup about inviting the guests. The five item actually doesn't. You don't actually do that for a guest. The ten item and sixteen item better represent that. And so, in the puja that we're kind of reading from is we do it with actually I think it's this book. I think it's ten items, right? The thing we put in. In my daily use, I, I don't read the list, and I think I just, even the super simplified form, I usually do the 16 items, but it's actually a 10 item puja. And so, first, when somebody shows up, you invite, in the 16, I'll, I'll do the 69. The first one is uh, swagatam, welcoming. Oh, you've come, wonderful, welcome, come in, I'm glad you came, tatama swagatam. And so, an example, so in the tantras, I don't have the verse right now, there's the formula of how items are offered. Right, it says, you name, you point to the item being offered. Right. And so, like, uh, 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 like, like if I'm offering, like, a flower, this, with this flower, right, the mantra says this flower, right, and then, the, then like, well, let's say, Om Namah Shivaya, right, with this flower, I worship Shiva. Then you say you 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 name the 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 item, right, and then you uh, state the mula mantra, the mula, the mantra that's being used for the main mantra being used for the worship. So in our in our puja in the, this book, I'll give you this because this is a mantra that's going to be used again and again. <clears throat> There's many important kali mantras. There's something that's come up amongst discussions of the devotees. Um, Actually, there, there, it's, it's listed as, I forget, there's a traditional list of, it's like, how many Ganesh mantras, how many Shakti mantras, how many Shiva mantras, and maybe symbolic numbers. You know, there's a million Ganesh mantras, and a half a billion Shiva mantras, and uh, 132,000 Kartikeya, and there's, there's lists like that, right? The point is, there's a lot of mantras, right? And nowadays, you can, www.coolsecretmantras.com, you can find out all the cool secret mantras, you know? Or, actually, you can't, you find out some secret mantras cool secret tantric mantras right but the fact that it it, it can it be looked up we used to have a we used to actually have a joke website called www.coolsecretmantras.com it's no longer there <laughs> but we kind of like hide stuff amongst our friends just to share silly things amongst our friends but um it's their secret mantras right so now you can look them up like this book has a mantra om ring kring simatakshana kalikai devye nama that's that's a mantra it's in the, it's in the book right now and then somebody said, well, there's another month of that. Kring, 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 hung, kring, dakshine kalike, kring, 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 hung, kring, swaha. And then people say, oh, there's om kring kalikaye, om kring mahakaliye, om kring badrakaliye. There's all these different mantras. There's, um, this one uses another mantra. I mean, we should be saying them, because I'm not going to try to confuse you, but uh, what is it? Om hrim shrim kring parameshri kalike namaha. Another one that's in some of the books, right? Now, which one should you use? Well, of course, it, should, it says it also says in the tantras that 
one should be initiated in tradition and then follow that tradition. So the, the mantra should be used, the mantra, they're all, whatever mantra is given, handed, the mantra is handed down tradition, those are the ones you should use, right? So that's the tradition. The problem now is that it's, nobody knows how to, that's not a thing. How do you find, how do you initiate the tradition? People, I really want to worship Ma, and I found it, you know, I found your book online, and it says this mantra, but, I, but, I, but another website said this mantra, which one should I use? It's very hard to answer because this question should have never, ever come up, ever, right? This is a modern problem, you know? that these mantras would only be known, the mula mantras used in Pujish would only be known, they'd be, give, they'd be given, the, the main mantra would be given through initiation. Right. <clears throat> so anyways, this, this mantra is the one given, this is a, a classical, um, can't say it's a Bengali mantra, it's not a Bengali mantra, it's a Sanskrit mantra, right? But it's, it's I can't even say it's famous in Bengal, because mantras aren't famous or secret, right? <laughs> so it's, it's very hard to say, it's not, like, it's not popular, Nothing's popular, you know, mantras shouldn't be popular, right? Uh, 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 but it's a mantra that comes from a, Bengal, from, from a Bengali school of tantra, we could, we could say it like that, right? And there's different forms of it. There's also a thing, this is something, something I hate to, this is a, a not usually spoken, but a, a, a detail, but generally speaking, right, um, um, there'll be many different forms of the same mantra, right? All of a sudden, like, there'll be, an example, I mean, I just slightly make up an example, not fully, but there's an example, like you have Namah Shivaya, and you have Om Namah Shivaya, Hrim Namah Shivaya, Om Hrim Namah Shivaya, Om Ram Namah Shivaya, Ram Harham Namah Shivaya Om. Om. You know, it's like, it's like the original mantra, who knows what the original, we know in the, in the, in the, in the, in the um, uh, Rudram, it's Namah Shivaya, Panchakshara Mantra, right? But nobody, almost nobody chants just a five syllable, they don't have a five syllable form of it. So, why all these different forms? Now, it could be, oh, this is a way, uh, was initiated, the guru initiated into this mantra, he passes on the same mantra, passes on the same mantra, passes on the same mantra. That's sometimes the case. That's often should be the case. But sometimes it's the exact opposite, right? Because the guru cannot say his own mantra into the ear of the disciple, mm-hmm. like some tantric traditions. So they'll slightly change the mantra, but they won't really change the mantra, mm-hmm. right? So it'll be Om Hrim, or Hrim Om. Or Hrim Shrim, or Om Shrim, or Om Shri, or you know, it's like it's like it's like these slightly differences, right? And these slight differences is so that 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 because the rule is, right, that never reveal your mantra, right? Not even to your disciple, <laughs> but you do pass on the mantra to your disciple, right? You know, so there's a, that's this is not a universal. I'm just giving this is something, so uh, so so it's not always clear. This is a this is a tantric tradition also that the guru will not give exactly the mantra, of, 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 uh, but something very close, right? close enough, right? So similar, like, like you see, so you'll see some books in, in some, where like here it says, Om Kring Sima Dakshina Kadikaya Devenama. Others says, Om Hrim Kring Sima Dakshina Kadikaya Devenama. Others leave out the Om, some of them add another mantra, another Bij mantra. Sometimes there's no Bij mantra, Om Sima Dakshina you know, what's the difference? And in one sense, the mantra is complete. The Bij mantra changes a little bit to the flavor Right, different things that are brought out of it. So that's why people like in the earliest version of our puja book, way, way, way back when, right, the, the small little book that we sold, right, the little simply original simple Kali puja. I think it was Om Kring Simatakshina Kalikayeva, and then in, in supplement printings it was Om Hrim Kring Simatakshina. We added Hrim. We didn't add Hrim. It's another form of the mantra, and there was a reason. There was an, there was a debate and discussion whether or not to include that. Slight different. It changes the count, mm-hmm. makes it sixteen syllables instead of fifteen syllables. That it has some benefit. There's there was a there was a, a 
a learned debate <laughs> and, uh, on, on which one. But it really doesn't matter. It does matter and it doesn't matter, right? Uh, so the, the, uh, and so there's other mantras and other texts. That's because there's other mantras and other traditions. And ultimately the guru is the one who gives you the mantras for, for the puja, the mantras that are used in puja. Either directly by whispering them into your ear or by, here, this is your puja book, do it. It can be that simple too, right? So, so the, the, the method of offering the, six, the 16, 32, 54, 64, 5 or 10 items is you name the item, right? And then say the Mula Mantra. Remember Mula Mantra, we've talked about all kinds of mantras. Mula Mantra is, is, means a root mantra. And it includes, a Mula Mantra has three, everybody know what the three sides, the three parts of a Mula Mantra are? Have three qualities or three aspects to be a mula mantra in classic sets, right? You know what they are. Sound length. Hmm? Length. length of length. Le- no, no, that's that's a different way. But I know but no, it's a different. Way. So, like in Om, let's look look at like classic one, Om Namah Shivaya. Right? I'm saying that because everybody knows it, but it's actually the one of the most secret, powerful mantras in existence, right? But it has to be received properly in order to be the most powerful secret mantra, secret, secret, secret mantras. <laughs> See, I mean, we have to be careful how we're saying the open secret, you know. We publish a book called The Secret Doctrine, published, you know. Like, that's a weird thing about esoteric traditions that they're pushed, you know. But, uh, but I'm using this as an example, like Om Namah Shivaya. So it has, in order to, it has, has, has a nam. The name, which is Shiva, right? You have a Kriya, an action, Namaha, I bow, right? And you have a Bija, a seed, Om, right? Om Namah Shivaya. Those three together are usually seen as the mula, as, as the as the nature of a mula mantra, compared to other types of mantras, right? Like a Bija mantra is just a seed. It doesn't have it doesn't have a name. It doesn't have an action, right? Right? Like Om doesn't have a name. Right, it doesn't have an action. Right. So in, in the in in the sixteen items we start Swagatam Su Swagatam or Iram Swagatam, you could say. We offer this welcome. But that's a weird thing to say. Usually you could so this first month of the whole rule I said first name the name the item, point to the item, name the item and then say the mantra. It starts out with me already breaking that rule. Usually we don't say Iram Swagatam with this welcome. We worship you, the divine Dakshina Kali. We say, Swagatam Su Swagatam. Welcome, a most auspicious welcome, a good welcome to you. Right? So it's a little more, it's a, it, the formality of the, the rule is, slight, is softened. So it says, Most welcome, most welcome. Swagatam Su Swagatam. We welcome you, we welcome with, with an auspicious welcome. We welcome you. Swagatam Su Swagatam. And then the mantra Om Hrim Krim Sima Dakshina Kali Kahe Devi Namaha. Swagatam Su Swagatam. So when you welcome them, then what do you do? So, so, uh, so it could also be, so it could just be that in a more elaborate puja, like a 69 puja we're supposed to do, then there, there's also mudras. There, there's mudras, for, I don't remember, I didn't prepare it, I, don't, I may not remember all the mudras for all the offerings, but each of the 16 offerings has a separate mudra, right? It's like, for instance, you can do, uh, uh, or sometimes, uh, um, so you can imagine, just like Sogatam, you welcome, you know, come, you know, we use, you can almost see the hand gesture for Sogatam, Su, Sogatam, right? May, may please, please come. And there's also, um, um, uh, there could be a verse describing the invitation, right? And so in Vaishnava literature, there, 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 it's sometimes there's the exact same verse across traditions, just with a masculine or feminine. Sometimes they're slightly different. 
So if it's something to do with Krishna, maybe, you know, you know, after, I don't, I'm making this up a little bit, but, you know, after uh, uh, walking in the fields of, of Vrindavan, please, please come and sit down so we can worship. You know, it could be something specific like that. I'll give you an example of such a verse for that one itself. Swagatam Susagatam. O Mahadevi, you are the bestower of all happiness. Please come here and remain seated here till this entire worship is over. At at this my invocation, O Goddess of all decay and growth and prosperity, may you come here. I totally surrender myself to you and invoke you here. Next verse. May the Goddess voluntarily occupy this seat embedded with many gems and precious jewels along with this invitation to you to occupy this seat. I surrender myself unto you and invoke you, O Goddess of all growth. And it goes like this, right? So there's, there could be, a, you can extend this into, into verses and hymns and, 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 and prayers, an example. So, so then, then we offer, if you come, then what do you offer? The first thing you offer is the place to sit. Idam asanam, with the seat, and then the mantra. Right? And so sometimes you actually offer an asana. Even though we have a goddess made of stone here, or made of consciousness, sorry, I must be there. Spiritual blunder. Um, um, so what you do? Some, but so I mean, so she's already seated, and you've already invoked her. She's seated in, the, in it. But sometimes you actually often they'll actually have like a little golden silver throne or a silver throne. It's like offered on a plate or something, and then put like that. Or sometimes there'll be a leaf with a drop of honey, and that leaf and the honey becomes the asana, a sweet, gentle an auspicious place for her to sit, right? So usually in our habit, we usually, you know, it's like we just assume she's sitting on this beautiful wooden shrine that we like we built for her, right? So or in the yantra we sogatamsu sogatam, idam asanam, and sometimes there's also you can there's different mudras. This is um, uh, 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 this is also a mudra. This is for the um, um, like the lotus of the heart. Right, you're offering the lotus first. There's, remember, remember, we did all this internally. So the internal, you can compare them. What was the, what was the lotus? What was the seed we gave it? We gave her a heart. So now you're externalizing the heart. Right, this is the lotus. In case you're wondering, there's a mudra for that. So idam asanam. What's next? At the padyam, then we then we wash her feet. Right. So we you, we, t- we take some water from the kushkushi, ring the bell, idam, uh, and then think of it, kind of holding up towards her feet, you know, and imagine washing her feet. If you had an image that you could bathe, you could actually, you know, pour it on her feet. Right? That's another thing you could do, right? Iramasanam, um at the padyam was this water wash your feet. But what are we really offering? In in the internal worship it was the water from the thousand petaled lotus, the from the union of Shiva and Shakti, the Amrita dripping. Right? That's the water we use for washing your feet. So it's, we've connected all these things. Now we're doing all these things that we've realized, imagined, felt, visualized. We're now doing we're literally doing now. Now that's this water. Now that water is this water, washing her feet at the podium. What's next? Feet. Uh, oh, idamasanam sagatam susagatam. I may have got those mixed up. Sagatam sagatam at the podium. Idam. Oh, then then there's argya. Argya is next, I think. So remember, we've talked a few times about argya, but it's usually an, uh, a flower 
with some leaves and sandalwood paste and rice. It's like a, a, a respectful offer. I kind of compared it to like, like a, like a, like a corsage to to on, on you know some auspicious thing you give somebody or a wedding. You know, a, um, uh, what is the bouquet that a that a woman wear at at the wedding or presenting a um a a, a bouquet at the at, at the end of a show or a concert to an important person. You know, some auspicious presentation. And so generally in our tradition, we see that as a specific mixture of holy things, auspicious leaves and like that. And remember, we've offered it twice already, once to the, when we established the, the koshkushi, the, the water vessel, and again recently when we established the conch. So often the, 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 the argya that's already been prepared and offered into the conch, that itself is, is offered as argya. Right, presented to her, and usually at this point it's either touched to her feet and it's put there, but often it's touched to um, to uh, her four hands, her two feet, like it's it's touched to various parts of her body, and then and often put on top of her head. We I think there's one there now, right? Then behind Ma's head, behind her crown, it's put on top of her head as a respectful offering. Um, often, like it, like if if you ever seen the if you ever you haven't maybe you have and you have, but the it sat through the pujas at Belermont. Right the, at the at Thakur's temple, it's very beautiful to watch because they're very expert and very elaborate and perfectly done, right? And very clearly spoken, you know. So it's an interesting. You want to learn puja? Just watch it. That's how I just watched them. What, what are they doing? Right? We don't do that, or we were, or realize we're doing that wrong. We can see how you get the very so carefully done, right? And you'll see that the pujari will get up and go and and, and do and put it on Thakur's head, and then he'll come back and do do does the Shishtanga pranam. And then it sits back down. It's like it's a very, very respectful. It's like it's like the given to a very respectful. It's a respectful act of worship to a very respectful guest. And so argya would definitely be given to royalty, or to a god or goddess. You know, uh, very special formal offering. But there's another interpretation of argya. It could also just be water for washing the hands. So sometimes in in a in an emergency, like like like. Emergency could be you don't have an extra three seconds to prepare an argya, and the puja is going to, and your back's hurting, and like that. So you can. So sometimes people just offer a spoonful of water as argya, idam argyam, and the water is represents, and the mantra and the water represents that offering. But could also be interpreted for washing your hands, idam argya, right? To certain, because certain sense the argya will be placed into her hands. You give a bouquet, so it has that similar. It can be interpreted both ways as, as water for washing the hands, or as a respectful. Um, symbol of, of worship like this idam argyam idam achamaniyam water for rinsing the mouth right and so we've we've did achaman at the beginning om vishnu om vishnu remember or om ayin om ayin shore ayin atmatattam shore ami swahavivant this is a long time from class one I think or class two mm-hmm. see I'm rinsing my mouth to see perfect timing for <laughs> And so we rinse the mouth before doing starting to chant mantras, but there's many occasions to rinse the mouth. And so this is actually considered one of the, like if somebody comes in after a long uh, trip, it's like you want to freshen up. It's like if you need to use a restroom, you can freshen up and flash water on your face. And, you know, it's like that type of thing. And so, but anything auspicious, we rinse our mouth before doing anything auspicious, saying mantras, auspicious mantras, right? But we also, but the deity also washes its mouth, his mouth, her mouth, right? Before doing auspicious things, 
like accepting your worship. Interesting. And and there's many, so we, we, we offer water, rinse them out. And then again, if she's given something to sip, some, some food or something to eat, then again, she has to, you have to rinse her mouth again, right? So it's also, this is good behavior. The problem is we don't do that, right? You know, after eating, you rinse your mouth, right? Actually, you should wash your, you know, we have, we have the tradition, Yvette's being lost also, to wash your hands before you eat, right? You know, growing up, we always wash our hands before you eat. Wash your hands, we have to go eat. It's time to eat, especially if you use your hands, you know, but, but, um, okay. but we're not trained to wash our hands after we eat. Right. When after after eat, we've touched food, we've touched our mouth, we've touched food that's touched our mouth, all kinds of things that they just it's not the and, and so it's not ritually clean, it's not too cheap, but also it's like not physically clean. You've touched sticky things and so you wash your hands and wash your mouth, right? So we many times a day go and wash our hands and mouth. So like when we're, when we're serving each other food, whoever's serving should be clean. And and we theoretically people's mouths and, and hands should be clean before honoring prashadam, before taking auspicious food. The act of ritually eating the blessed food should be clean. Uh, but then afterward, you know, it's like we usually we go up, wash our mouth, and especially before you wouldn't. We do a little bit. Of, we've westernized a little principle. Usually, the person who serves food doesn't eat till after, right? You after you feed everybody, and then 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 you eat yourself because you have to be clean to serve. Right, and it's that idea we eat together. You, I serve you, and then afterward, I'll, 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 it's like we serve ma, and afterward we eat. So we serve our guests, and afterward we eat. But we can't do that every day. We eat together, so we and, we, and so so whoever, you know, gets up and you know to serve seconds. What do we do? They go to the bathroom, wash their mouth, wash their hands, then go and serve. Now they serve the food like that. And after everybody eats, they get up, get up, go to the bathroom, wash their mouth, wash their hands. So similarly, we wash, we wash, we wash her mouth. Then in elaborate pujas, there's madupur, maduparka, madupurka, madupurka, I think it's called, which means, um, well, means madu means uh, 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 um, sweet or honey, right? So it's like, I don't know how to, how to it means it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sweet drink for sipping, like, like, like a, I don't know how in, in Western example of that, but it's, 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 a, it's made of, actually it's made of like, um, milk, ghee, yogurt, honey, sugar, this type of thing. It's like a small, like a, and usually they're given a small, it's prepared separately, madhupurka is a special offering, and that's like a sweet drink to eat, a sweet drink, right? But then after that, what do you do? Gotta wash them off again, right? So again, now now it's, now instead of achamaniam or achamaniodakam, it's punar achamaniam, or uh, punar achamaniam, to water, to re rinse your mouth. The first one is to rinse your mouth. Now is to wash your mouth again after eating. So every time Ma is offered something to eat or drink, water is again offered to rinse her mouth. Right? Uh, 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 uh. After she's fed, it's done. After, and then again before she gets fed, before and after she gets fed full food, a second meal, we, we feed her sweets as part of her, and then there's cooked food at the end, another set of offerings for rinsing the mouth before and rinsing the mouth after. Right? Remember, a lot of it's about purification, right? We do so much purification, right? Mm. In the 10 item, it's not there. In 16 item, the, 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 these things are there. Then, what do we do? Then what? I think bath, right? Snanium. Snanium. Bath. And of course, why, does you need to, why do you need to bathe ma? She's clean, right? 
we take baths, so we have to. Uh, and this, and of course, what's the what's the? We give we've been giving all kinds of symbolic meanings of these things, right? And that's our tendency: <coughs> symbolic meaning, giving symbolic meaning. What does it mean? So I can get we we're that's kind of our specialty. We can fill in those things to make it meaningful to us. Although it doesn't matter what pleases her. Ultimately, it's please to please her that we're doing these things. She likes it. She said so. Actually, mm-hmm. how do you know about? It's in the tantra. That's exactly how she, how she likes. When I, you know, when I show up, this is what you should offer me. You know, so it's, uh, it's given in the ancient. This is the way the the ancient protocols for it, right? So I, I've told the story before, but I, many, 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 many years ago, I was still in high school, I think, and it was here at the Las at Laguna Beach Harkish Temple, and there's the Snanyatra. The Snanyatra is the bathing ceremony for Lord Jagannath. And it takes place approximately two weeks before Ratyatra, right? So he gets everybody gets to bathe Lord Jagannath, and it's nice because Jagannath has a different set of like rules as far as who can touch him. So even the temple deities, people can bathe him, right? So they, I don't know about now, but that was the standard that you could actually come up and bathe. It's not just a priest, but there's a there's a there's he's very merciful and not so strict. There's not as many reactions as Jagannath, so we were allowed. To, so there was a festival; everybody got to come and bathe him. But then the problem: if you bathe God, and, you know, and, and what happens? If you don't dry him properly, he gets sick, catches a cold, right? And has to has to go to visit some family member while he gets well. And then eventually, when he gets a little better, right, then he'll come back. And that the return festival that's called Ratayatra, when he's coming back to the temple, that's when he pulls the carts and everything, right? It's a whole lila, right? So it was that festival. They were bathing Lord Jagannath. And then Badahari Prabhu, he gave a very nice class, uh, maybe before before the thing. And I asked him, so my question is like, so what's the symbolic? What is it? What's the symbolism of bathing Jagannath? Right. So it's like because that's not the right question for him. You know, it's like because actually it's not the right question. But I was looking at what it means like because I was also a little bit trained in a in a group that gave everything. They, I can't say watered it down, but definitely westernized everything. You know. Where because oh this is to purify your subtle body, mm-hmm. or this is to the offering of you know it's like giving everything's given that that's a, it's 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 never what it is it always means something that's about your astral body some yogic you know <laughs> type of thing you know and so that was my question I didn't understand what did, what could this mean right and so I remember him looking kind of compassionate at a dumb question or <laughs> what he considered to be what he clearly considered to be a dumb question uh, and he says so. You take a bath every day, right? He goes, yeah, so, so, so does Jagannath. <laughs> right. right, and today he's so merciful that he's letting us bathe him and see his bath. Usually this is done by the pujari behind closed doors. So I guess it's symbolic of that he's merciful, <laughs> that letting us, letting us bathe him. I don't remember that was... 35 years, 30 years ago, yeah. <laughs> whatever it was. Yeah. But Pepper's point was well, well taken. It's actually symbolic of his mercy. Right? So it doesn't have to have some other meaning. It's we, we, we take a bath, God takes What are the ways you worship? The way we, we, we're serving as if they're real, because they are real. Serving as if it's a guest or a royalty. And a royal bath is not actually, it's another thing. This idea, when we do like a, here it can be done very simply, but when you see like a, like, like um, like when we do a big bathing, a public bathing ceremony where your your deities are in front and they're dressed differently in in a in a bathing tray and and they're honey and all kinds of shivarachi, we're doing all this type of bathing, bathing, that type of bathing is also part of a coronation ceremony, 
we even the word Abishekam is the same word for coronation, right? When a king is coronated, right, they call his Abishekam, which involves him sitting in the middle of something and people pouring auspicious waters and all the all the uh, local leaders, members of the family, the brahmanas. It's like by them bathing, they're they're giving their blessing and consecrating. It's a consecration of it. Uh, even at the time uh, in the tantric tradition, part of the purification before initiation, they call it abhishek. Have you, have you done your did your abhishekam? Right, and usually sometimes it's literally you have to sit in a bucket and, and all these holy water that bathes on you. It can be more simple. It can be a sprinkle, sprinkle, sprinkle. We can, we we simplified it, right, right. But that is it's like and you can't be you, you can't be initiated without the abhishekam. There's no consecration. You have to because your old karmas are washed away. Purification, shuddha karma, purification has to happen. So. The uh, 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 so uh, elaborate elaborate bathing is a sign of royalty the way you treat royalty, but regular bathing is you're going through all the 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 stages of somebody's day, the stages of somebody's stay at their at your house, take a bath, they have you give them if somebody comes in and they take a shower at your house, right? What do you do? You oh there's fresh towels. Hmm. Do you need anything? I'll, I'll put fresh soaps out for you, right? You know you know that you set things up is that in a certain her toilet in a certain sense you know her. Her, you're taking care of those type of things, you're bathing. And so we don't have, our deity is not easily bathable, right? You have, you'd have to take her off the shrine, which we can't do. And you have to undress her, which takes takes five hours to redress her with all the jewelry. We do it very rarely, the actual bathing of the, of the, of the murti. So we do it um, via a medium, right? Sometimes there's another deity, I told you there's a, um, what do they call it, the utsav murti, the processional deity. That's often often another deity, a smaller form. That's we talked about. I think last week we talked about, or the week before last, with submuti. So that can be done through the bathing. Could be done through a smaller deity, or it can also be done through a shivalingam, the bano. Remember, we talked a lot about the banishwa, the banalingam puja. He's established so that he can take moth bath. You can bathe the deity through the shivalingam, right? So there's a process to establish the shiva as banishwar, and then use banishwar to to, to bathe the main deity. Right, or you can do a yantra, a shri yantra. There's different things like a shalagram. Can be, everything can be done through something like that. Or sometimes, just in the bathing bowl, right? You know, you imagine she's you've, you've invited her. Please come and sit in the, please stand here, and we're going to bathe you. And then you pour into the bathing bowl, knowing that she subtly has come. You know, she she can she can jump out of your heart onto the shrine. She can step into a bathing bowl, mm-hmm. right, and accept and accept your bath. You know, allow us to bathe her this way, right. So, uh, so we generally, I bathe through the. I tend to bathe through the shivalingam. Other people, and you know, like the different pujaris here, sometimes have like a deity that they worship, their own deity, a shalagram or shriyantra or shivalingam, and then whatever it is. It doesn't almost doesn't matter what it is, as long as you establish that we're bathing this, and it's the same as bathing ma, right? And again, when we talked about the shiva puja and the bathing of ma, bathing of shiva. There is also something, it does purify us also, right? It does purify, because she's us. We've established her as our body. Her pranas are our pranas. Her nervous system is our nervous system, right? Her skin is our skin. Her pran- you know, it's like we're, there's identity. And she's also the universe, right? So she purifies, when you bathe her and you clean her body, the image or statue or shalagram or shivalingam or yantra, we also feel bathed. And the whole world is, is refreshed and bathed. And you feel it actually, right? There's a, there is a be- benefit to the environment for sure, believed environment, but also perceivable benefit uh, to to the environment. Bathing, the time. Okay. 
Now, when you bathe, usually we, a bell is ran, rung, rung. Ring, you do it while ringing the bell, right? And I, uh, um, and so in the daily, when we do it, we take the, the smaller spoon and, and with water, and then you often put um, auspicious things in it, uh, sandalwood paste, um, perfumed oil, sand, you know, different things like make it a rose water, make it, uh, make it auspicious bath water. And then in the Ramakrishna Bushi book, they chant four mantras, right? And for, I don't, they're not on top of my tongue right now because it's never, we never, some another never attracted me, these four mantras, as, and so we use, we use, there's other sets of mantras we use while bathing, and I just use the other ones and never really learned, embarrassingly, the four mantras, although I should know them. They're the first mantras from the four Vedas, right? <laughs> so by, by, by symbolically saying, the first mantra of each of the four Vedas, you are chanting the four Vedas, right? Right. So therefore, the bathing is done with the chanting of all the Vedas, symbolically through their first. I mean, like the first one on Agni Ile Purohitam Yagnyasa Deva Mrittam Hovata Arapatapat. That's the first mantra from from uh, Rig Veda, and it goes on like that to, to the four. Uh, unfortunately, I don't remember. If I had them, I could chant them. I kind of know them, but not by heart. Um, is another thing that's actually is in our book for a long time, but it's not in the book. That are four mantras that are from the four Vedas. They're not the first mantra of each, but they're mantra from each of the four Vedas, right? And when added up, at equal one hundred and eight syllables. So now that now you're getting fun tantric stuff, you know, it's like a mantra <laughs> from the four Vedas that add up to the, to the so one of which riches is Trambakam Nyajamahe, and that's a very common mantra for bathing Shiva, right? It's a very famous mantra. We use that mantra for Abhishekam. That's one of them, right? From the Krishna Yajurveda, I think. Uh, and so the other mantras are also there. One of which is still in our book. The only one that's has made it to the latest version of our our, our, our iPad-y version of the book. Uh, uh, and I don't remember which beyond I don't remember which beta it's from, right? And it's but this mantra is all about Abhishekam. So it's a, this will give a little hint about the nature of the Abhishekam. Om Amrita Abhishekostu, Kanaka Abhishekostu, Hiranya Abhishekostu, Suvarna Abhishekostu, Divya Mangala Abhishekostu, Mahabhishekostu. Abhishek means I bathing. With what? With this we offer. We offer. Kostu means we offer. Amrita Abhisheka. We offer a bath of amrita, of nectar. Kannaka abhisheka. We offer a bath of grains, of, of, of rice, and this is also one of the things, right? Hiranya abhishekos too. We offer a, a, a bath of gold, hiranya. Suvarna abhishekos too. We offer a bath of jewels, right? And then divya mangla abhishekos too. We worship. Um, Divya Manglabhisheka, a bath of, of divine auspiciousness, a divine auspicious bath, right? Mahabhishekos, we offer a, the great bath or a great bath, right? The complete bath, right? That's one of those mantras. And so sometimes you can just use just one mantra. That mantra represents that. Or, as I mentioned, each of these offerings has a different mantra that can be a different verse. So sometimes it's also, you remember we did the Gange Cha Jamuni Chaiva, Guravari Saraswati, Narmade Sindukaveri Jale Smin Sarihinkuru. We did that to invoke the seven rivers into the water. Now, we've already invoked the waters, so we don't need to invoke them again, but you can still name them. So there's another mantra, which I don't think is in the book, I don't think it's in our book, but I, I, I learned it long, it's one of them that's in my mental book, so I use this one when I'm doing it. 
Let me find it here. The ending is a little different. Om Gange Cha Jumani Cha Vigravari Saraswati Narmadi Sindhu Kaveri Snanartam Pratgrihyatam. Right. Uh, o Goddess, this water collected from Ganga, Yamuna, Saraswati, Guravari, Sindhu, Kaveri, and Kaveri rivers are for the purpose of your bath, I now offer you. I've gathered these holy waters. May these be for your bath. Right. So it's also a very nice mantra you can do, right? Different things. Or you can do the, um, what is it, the um, Gayatri mantras of the Devi. There's, or, or, or in elaborate pujas, what do you do? It's called Pantashuktam. Abhishekam, where you chant five shuktams, right? Five hymns, yeah. right? And the classic one from here, I get this right, the Yudhi is Narayana uh, Shuktam, Sri Shuktam, Purusha Shuktam, um, um, uh, section from the Rudra, the first part of the Rudram. And then the fifth one, Yudhi, it's um, it, uh, um, Devi Shuktam. Devi Shuktam, right? So these five are, so people, when doing elaborate pujas, they, you offer, you chant these five. Uh, uh, shuktams. That's when you're doing more like that. That would take fifteen, twenty minutes probably to chant quickly. You know, so the uh, the uh, mantras are there. No. Anyway, like that. There's so many things that can be chanted. So after off, off, after bathing ma, what do you offer? After you take a bath, what do you do? You get you get dressed right, or you dry off and get dressed. You know what or you get so, so. One next one is iram bastram. I offer cloth. Which one is doing that? The big ones. It's uh, it's uh, turn it up or turn it down and then all the way up. Turn it all the way up. I have to do that, I think, or down. Let it get wet. And struggle with our light to see what happens. Up, up until it stops flashing. Mm-hmm. High it up until no, up, 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 up until up. it stops flashing. Yeah. That's a shame. <laughs> These are expensive. <laughs> yeah, you can turn it off then, maybe. Yeah, I think we'd have to. <laughs> what are the the um the other ones? These none of these lights are on. Are the ones that are for the roof? Um, that's from the. Yeah, the yeah the the roof lights and and the one from the back also the roof the one on the back for the upper roof and the you know the one that yeah. yeah thank you. Anyways, lighting. Sorry for the disturbance. Um, so iram bastram. So sometimes that could be as simple as waving a cloth or offering a cloth, right? Or sometimes that could be bastram means like a sari or wearing cloth, right? But sometimes in elaborate puja, it's not just bastram. You don't just give a cloth. For drying, if you give a cloth for drying, you also give a cloth for wearing. Or if you give a cloth, if you give one cloth, you give a lower cloth and an upper cloth, like a sh- be a shawl or something. So then it becomes like uttariya uh, vastram, the upper cloth. There's different mantras can be offered according to what's being offered. That can be extended into what if you give? Then you also for ma, we give lots of jewelry, right? So there's different mantras for jewelry, uh, abrani. Uh, like different different mantras like that can be done for for bracelets for necklaces. Uh, there's a mantra for um, um, eye makeup. You offer then um, uh, uh, eye makeup. You offer ulta for the feet, a red red dye for the feet. There's all these things you can give. Kumkum kumkumachurnam, haldi All these different things that are you can expand these things. But generally the decora- decorations, jewelry. Uh, decorations, bindis, all these type of things are offered. 
right? Then cloth, then what? Then we then then we go back. Now we now we've kind of reached where our five item puja started, right? Then we offer perfume or fragrance. Then we offer flowers, flowers and leaves, mm-hmm. right? For Ma, we also offer her bibel leaves, the the, uh, the shiva leaf, the favorite of her. Flowers, leaves, and the, the and then if it's one flower, it it idam satchandana pushpam. Eshaganda for perfume, idam idam. We use idam satchandana pushpam. Sa chandana pushpam flower with chandan with sandalwood paste. Right, that's important. We don't offer flowers without sandalwood paste. Right? Idam satchandana pushpam. And then uh, and then and then if leaves then or if more than one if there's a if a handful of flowers, itani satchana pushpani. To more than one a group of flowers, pushpani. And then for leaves, idam bivlapatram or satchandana bivlapatram, uh leaves touched with sandalwood paste. Or if it's more than one, itani satchana bivlapatrani. You know, there's different. These are just the way you change the mantra to fit it. How we're offering the 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 the, the mantras, and then incense dupa, esha dupa with this incense. She kali om ring ring simatakshana kali kali devi. And we worship kali, right? And you see, this is the thing where we actually start seeing us. You know, the, at the end of the almost at the end of the puja, the puja's gone on for two three hours. The final thing where things are being now offered to Ma. Oh, Pushpamalam after flowers is also so Ganda Pushpamalam is one example. Was a garland of uh, fragrant flowers, of good smelling flowers. So Ganda Pushpa, right? Not just fragrant flowers. It's all not every fragrance is good. Good, good smelling flowers, right? So like that, you can keep offering different mantras like that. And then Dupa, then Deepa, Esha Deepa, right? Was this offering of light? Now, it's interesting, what do we, how do we, we're offering light to the Divine Mother. So this is given, the poets have said, it's like offering a candle to the sun, right? <laughs> what do you do? That's natural to do, right? We're not illuminating the sun by this. <laughs> but actually, the idea of dupa, deepa, uh, when, when you offer, it also, in the South Indian forms of these mantras, we don't, there's a different ending. We simply say namaha, right? We have, but you can also change the ending according to the offering, right? Like, 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 Esha Dupa, Shri Om Hring Kring Suma Dakshana Kalikaye Namaha. Then you can say, Dupa Graha Payami. May the offering, may you please now accept the, the, and, uh, the, the offering of fragrance or, or of incense, like this, right? So, Deepa, Esha Deepa, Om Hring Kring Suma Dakshana Kalikaye Devye Namaha, Deepam Darshayami, right? May accept this Deepa, but, and show yourself to me, right? So, that means, so if you think in, in a room, we have like, we have our lights flickering. You can see, it's not easy to light a temple, right? But in the ancient world, you didn't light temples, right? You barely lit temples. Temples, we just had a few flickering lights. You have the, uh, 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 right, special occasion, just like, and in the evening, even in the daytime, sometimes no light would get it. No outs, very little outside light would come into a temple, right? At nighttime, no outside light. There is no outside light, right? So what do you do during arati, right? Or with like the, the pujari would take a lamp and, and and hold it at Ma's feet or the deity's feet, and what do you do? You see Ma's feet, and then you raise it up and you hold it to the heart, and you see the body, and hold it up to the face, and you see the face, and then you wave it around, and you and you, go, and you see. Different parts of the body, as she's showing, Darsha, the light, the offering of light is actually letting us 
letting us see her, who's all light. So it's interesting, that's actually the kind of the form. Dar- arati is, is that, it used to be, imagine if all the lights were off. We do that once in a while, right? Then every, every wave, you see a different aspect of the deity, right? And also there's Sri Ramakrishna said that, imagine, uh, 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 we see everything by Ma's light, but we don't see Ma, mm-hmm. is the problem, right? right? Uh, so Sri Ramakrishna said an example of a, of, a, of a police constable, you know, a police officer with, with a flashlight, the ancient world's version of, of a lantern, right? And with that light, it sees everybody. And with that light, we see each other, right? But we don't see the constable, the police officer, right? Unless he shows himself with that light, right? He shows, you know. So, and so you can ask, you know, it's like, 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 who's, you know, you can ask by grace. Can you please point the light towards you, and we see. And the certain, this is kind of the idea of offering of light. We're offering to, we want to see. She's the light of everything by which we see everything. The light of lights, right? Uh, by her, the sun shines. By her, the wind blows. The Upanishads declare. So, like that, we want to see her with that darshayami. Then, uh, then. What? Dupa, Deepa, then oh, the naivedyam, then then uh, food. Now there's different types of naivedyam. Naivedyam is interesting. Naivedyam is not like with this food, with this offering, right? Because so it's interesting. The naivedyam simply means to offer. It doesn't mean food, but usually it means food offering. It's translated as food offering, but it doesn't seem so. Actually, we act we with food. With light, with perfume, we can we can we can cover her with perfume, and now she's covered with perfume. With light, we can wave light around her, and now she's been illumined, lighted, right? But with food, you can't like, just shove it in her mouth and make her eat it, right? You know, you you've said some people, I've seen temples. I mean, you see a lot of home shrines that a little bit every every poster and every picture has a bunch of of uh, all of us stuffed in. You know? <laughs> it is that that's, 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 that is a way of puja. You know, you feel also if you're in. They come to your house. They also stuff you with food, you know, as a visiting guest. But uh, but but really, we don't say we're feeding you. It says we're showing you food. We're showing you an offering. We put it in front of her, and then she can she's seen what we've made for her out of love, our purity, our devotion, like that. And then perhaps her seeing is enough. She see, and we believe that the mall sees the food. Right, Takwar sees the food. Right, Holy Mother would make this comment that she that we put food in front, and then <laughs> Takwar by by the sight he'd eat the food. Right, he actually see a light come from his eyes and take the essence of the food. But sometimes the light wouldn't come out of his eyes, and she witnessed. She she said, "No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not getting up until you eat your food." <laughs> a wife can say that to her husband. You know, you're not getting up until you eat the food. That was her mood towards him. Right, but sometimes when people would bring food. The light wouldn't come out of his eyes, right? This is like a, this is a psychic vision, a spiritual vision, right? But she says, okay, you don't have to eat it, but you look at it, and know that the people have brought it out of devotion. Of course, we don't know why they brought it, but right? But they've offered it. You can eat it or not, but they've offered it, right? And this is our mood also. When we, when we, we all the food that comes, we offer, right? I can't, you know, in most a lot of Orthodox temples, outside food can't be offered. It has to be cooked in the temple, right? Almost, almost any, as long as it's, long as it's vegetarian, has no onion and garlic, and cooked in clean pots. We think people, I mean, most people today, we know these people, they're, they're, they're super high quality devotees. Uh, they know when they're cooking for ma, they use only certain pots. 
they wash their, you know, a lot of people, they bathe before cooking. They use pots that they've only used for cooking. You know, like they know not to taste the food. I mean, there's a standard like that for temple. But we have no idea if everybody who brings food has followed that standard. We hope they do. We put it, it's on our website. <laughs> if you want to bring food, please follow these, these standards, right? And so we say, Ma, I, don't, I can't guarantee anything, <laughs> right? But they've, we, they're presenting, people have brought you this food. Please see it, <laughs> right? And eat it if you like, right? That's not her business. We, our, our duty is to offer it to her, not to make her eat it. You know, we show her the food. Navidya means like we, with these offerings, we worship you. With this placement of offering, we worship you. And then water for rinsing her mouth, again. Uh, no, water for drinking. And again, water for rinsing. Afterward, you chant mantra while ma, you give her enough time to eat her food. Right? And then again, water for rinsing her mouth. Because she's eaten, you have to wash her. Even Ma has to wash her mouth after eating. So we should, you get to the point, we should wash her mouth after eating. She'll wash her mouth and hands after almost everything. When we first, when Haradanji first came, priest from Dakshinishwar, we didn't know anything. He didn't trust us to know anything, and we didn't know anything. Both things, right? <laughs> he didn't know if he was going to eat, be able to eat. Their, their, first, their first time they came, their, 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 their suitcases were full of muri and tea because in America all they do there's only beef in America you know? <laughs> everything's unclear they don't know they've never been to America it's like, and so they, they, they were going to be here 10 days they're going to live on moody and tea you know? <laughs> but slowly we said no we also have look look we, we, we have special pots we, you know, we, you know and, and it took a long time before they eat our food they cook their own food and like that and they were, they, they were like but, um, but in the beginning also as soon as somebody showed up it says go wash before they even come somebody come in go wash Go wash, washing, 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 washing. Like was like washing, washing. Like I already washed, washing. You know, because we don't know what we don't we don't have the habit of washing. We touch our mouth, we don't wash. We touch our feet, we don't wash. We touch the floor, we don't wash. We and then with that we touch mom's food and we touch we serve each other. We you know, we we hold the glass with our finger inside the glass. We I mean these things we're not thinking. I mean it's not maybe not a big deal, but in Indian culture it's a very big deal. And in puja it's a super big deal, right? So again, we want. So even Ma washes her mouth and hands after eating. That's the point. And before and after eating. So we're talking agony. So people are just coming. We're talking about the different offerings for Ma. Right. So that's a, that's the. Well, actually, it's perfect timing because that's where it ends. Uh, this is the so so. Thirty out thirty lectures, hour and a half each to get us to some to just like, here. You don't know. There's more. There's some closing thing. You have to do mahakalpuja and the food offering, and there's some. Probably we we'll probably do it in. Ah, ma, that's the right call to ma. Uh, it's probably most. My I I imagine one more meeting. We can probably close up. This is the thing. But you know, the actual puja is not much. It's simple, but the preparation. Not only the 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 ritual preparation that takes an hour or two or three hours, right? But the, the hours of preparation to prepare for the ritual. Or the weeks of preparation before an Amavasha, you know, we start, we should start cleaning, we start arranging and ordering, and two weeks, at least two weeks before an Amavasha, we start preparing. Right during our big annual puja, it was our joke was six months to prepare, six months to recover, right? But it was almost that. Some things were arranged six months. We had something that were at four months, at three months, at two months, and by two or three months before, it was all day long by many people preparation. Right, uh, uh, um, to do and and it all and it all peaks with one big at the final RT. So everything gets there, 
right? But it's spectacular. The setup makes it makes the offering spectacular. The offerings are simple. A little incense. And I know you could think Ma is doesn't need incense. Ma doesn't need kier. Ma doesn't need coconuts, you know. Uh, uh but but she wants relationship. Thus here we are, you know, and we want relationship. That's the reason she's created. She's manifested as everything. Right, and so we need which what we need to offer. We need to love her. She needs us to love her for her own joy. So this is a mistake. So next week we'll 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 do the mahaka. So after worshiping Ma, then her consort is also worshipped Mahakala. Of course, you know Vishnu's consort is Lakshmi. Lakshmi's consort is Vishnu. Krishna's culture is Radha. Rukmini, Rukmini, Radha's consort is. Do you have simple thing of that? Kali consort is more complicated. Right, Kali's consort is Shiva, in general, you could say, but he's Kali. Kali's consort is Mahakal, the great time, the great killer, the great death, the great time, the great void. The great, I mean, it's very complicated to mention, and we won't get. Anyways, so when Ma's worship, then Mahakal's worship, and if we're doing a Mahakal puja, then you'd also have to worship Ma. You worship the consort also. Usually. The consort is offered slightly less than the main deity, right? So if we do a sixteen item worship for Kali, we do a ten item worship for Mahakal. If we do a ten item worship for Mahakali, we do a five item worship for Mahakal. If we do a five item worship for Kali, like in the small book, we do a one item worship for Mahakal, right? So it's not uh, like this. That's, that's a tradition. So our tradition also. But so we'll end it there because it's we're exactly two minutes late in time for priority. Thank you for your kind attention. We'll continue next. No, yeah, we'll continue next week uh, with Mahakal, and I think the closing mantras maybe, and we'll our puttahuti, our final offering after all these months of of, of work, our, we can finish our final puja. Daima, thank you for your kind attention. Daima Kali, all right. They're running around outside. I think there may be a parking problem. 